Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week six, day one of our study of Joshua. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Joshua 13, 1 through 7. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you more through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, before we get started, I want to encourage you to remember to read Joshua 10 times in the next 10 weeks. We're already week six in, so we've already finished half of the book, but you still have an opportunity to read it five times in the next five weeks as we go through this. It really will transform your life in God if you read it like this. All right, with that, let's go and jump into God's Word. we reading today from the NIV. This is Joshua 13, starting in verse 1. When Joshua had grown old, the Lord said to him, You are now very old, and there are still very large areas of land to be taken over. All right, pausing right there. Uh, we're five, six, seven years into this conquest. As we read through it, it kind of feels like it's boom, 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 like a few weeks have passed. But this is actually quite a bit of time that Joshua has been taking all of these lands. And uh, and so we're going to see when the way Caleb talks it makes me think that this has been going on for about five years now. And we'll see that here in uh, the next chapter. But for what we have right now, uh, we see the Lord's like, hey, Joshua, you're old. It's time to retire from this. But you need to understand that you haven't taken everything. Verse two, this is the land that remains. Remember, this is the Lord speaking this. All of the regions of the Philistines and Geshurites, verse 3, from Shihor River to the east of Egypt, to the territory of Ekron on the north, all of it counted as Canaanite, though held by the five Philistine rulers in Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron. All right, so uh, if we go back to one of our older maps here, um, we can see right here, these are... I've only got three of the, the cities listed, but uh, this, of course, is the Philistine area right here. Now, the interesting thing that the, the Bible is telling us in this section is that the Philistines aren't Canaanites. Right, the Bible understood this. Modern archaeologists understand this. Everyone in history understood this. They're not Canaanites. The, the people of the land of Canaan, they are descended from one set of people group, but the Philistines are not. And most people believe that the Philistines came from uh, the Aegean Sea area, which is sometimes they're called people of the sea, um, people of the, the sea islands, something like that. And uh, we know in a lot of different ways that the Philistines have more in common with the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, than they did with the Canaanites and the people from around this area. So we know that they actually transplanted themselves into this area. And there's actually evidence of them attacking Egypt and losing and, and different things around the period of time that they really started to settle and take over, which was uh, a little bit before this time period. So in between the time when God promised the land to Abraham and when they actually show up to take it, that's when the Philistines move in sometime during that time period. But they weren't actually Canaanites, but they're settled in this Canaanite land. Um, let's continue on. We're in verse 3 still. So they were held by uh, Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron, the territory of the Avites, verse 4, on the south, 
all the land of the Canaanites from Ara of the Sidonians as far as Aphek and the border of the Amorites, the area of Biblos and all Lebanon to the east from Belgad below Mount Hermon to Lebo Hamath. I want to pause right there because this is, uh, goodness gracious, this is really huge. Um, What's just been said, what what God outlines when he tells Moses the outline of the area of Israel and what they actually end up conquering are two very different things. So let's look right now at this map that I have. And again, if you're listening to this, I will have all of these at 10weekbible.com slash Joshua. But this is an outline of what God promised to Moses. This is what he said is the land of Israel. And if you're, if you can kind of orient yourself here, this is what we now call the Sinai Peninsula. The red outline here, this is the current nation of Israel. Um, this yellow outline here is what I have. This is what they actually took during the conquest of Joshua. And this outline is going to change a little bit here and there over the next several hundred years during the time of the judges. But all of this land, this vast land, all the way over here to the, and this is the Euphrates River right here in the the far right corner, all of this land. And some people, when they draw this map, they even go further down all the way to what we now know as, as Kuwait, the nation of Kuwait, and then draw it halfway across the Arabian Peninsula. We know that this does cross uh, the Middle East as far as what was given to them, these here are our modern reservoir lakes. They didn't exist at the time, but we've got all the way out here. And this is the area of Lebanon, the nation of Lebanon up here. Uh, Biblos is actually, I covered it up. I mean, since it specifically mentions Biblos, Biblos is right there where I put that little blue dot. And so all of this land, all of that vast amount of land, that is Israel. And we know that they didn't conquer anywhere near that. Nowhere near that during this, this campaign. And actually nowhere near that until the time of David. And it's not until the time of David that David actually conquers all of it. Now, Israel doesn't ever, ever in their history occupy all of this land. Even during the reign of David and Solomon, when they've conquered and they quote unquote, own all of this land. A lot of it is that the um, nations that exist there, they're paying tribute, but there are not Israeli or Jewish settlements, um, Israelite settlements in those areas. It's just that David actually went and conquered all of that land that was promised to them and made them pay tribute to him, he and Solomon. But at no point in all of that do they ever occupy all of that land. Um, so, but, but for our purposes here, during the conquest of Joshua, they actually conquered a lot less. So going back to this map here, it's this yellow area kind of right here that I've got hatched in blue. Now, this is the area roughly that they conquered, um, during Joshua's time. Now, even in that, there's a whole lot of gaps and holes opposed to draw it exactly as the way we know that they conquered, there'd be all of these little pockets and holes of places that they didn't conquer, some that during and after the time of Joshua, they conquered and lost, some that they got more of. And then during the time of the judges, it's even more dynamic. It just, it flexes and flows so very much. Now we've seen 
in our previous episode when we talked about the Amarna letters, we know that the king of Biblos, he actually was the most whining and complaining guy out of all of the kings of the Canaanites that were writing to Pharaoh during that time period. We know that he seemed to be the most worried about two different things. The, the people who uh, occupied the lands to the north that weren't part of Egypt and the Apira, the Hebrews, the Israelites, they're attacking him. He's actually getting attacked from both sides in our letters. I didn't talk in that episode about the, the people that were attacking him from the north, but he's getting it from all sides and he's he's terrified. And we see here that uh, even though the Bible never specifically tells us that they had any campaigns against Biblos, we see here in this passage in Joshua 13 that we know that God told, reminded Joshua, hey, all of this land is yours all the way up to Biblos. And so we know that at some point, the the Israelites, the Hebrews, did attack Biblos. During that time period, the time of Joshua and afterward during the time of Judges, they never conquered the city of Biblos. They never took it. Now, we do know that the, the king of Biblos at one point died at the hand of the raiding parties. We don't know if it was the Israelites, if it was the, the people, um, the Hittite empire essentially to the north. We don't know if it was, we don't know who it was, but we know that he died and his children took over and there was a lot of tumult going on there. And we know that at least during this period of time, the Israelites never conquered that city, never conquered any of that land. And in fact, we're going to see here as we continue reading that the Lord is going to promise that he's going to take care of some of this himself. Verse 6, as for the inhabitants of the mountain regions from Lebanon to Misrephoth Maim, that is all of the Sidonians, I myself will drive them out before the Israelites. Be sure to allocate this land to Israel for an inheritance as I have instructed you and divide it as an inheritance among the nine tribes and the half tribe of Manasseh. And so, again, that is all of this land up here is what God's talking about. He's saying, don't forget all of that land of the, the Sidonians, the essentially what we would call the Phoenicians, um, the people that lived in Tyre and Sidon and Biblos and Lebanon, all of that. That's all belongs to the people of Israel. Make sure that you allocate that to them uh, so that that uh, they will take it. Now, this is really interesting to me because when we look at how the allocation works, when you look at most people's maps of this, when we're going to look at my detailed map of this starting tomorrow, <clears throat> I am not so sure that this happened. It's very bizarre to me because it's it's like uh, this is recorded here that it was allocated, but then we never see any of the Israelites go and take this land. So this land that what we now call the modern nation of Lebanon, or what's actually been Lebanon for ages, even in here, um, we don't ever actually see the Israelites taking that land. Again, David conquers it and makes them vassal states to Israel, much like we learned that the Canaanite kings were vassals to Pharaoh in Egypt during this time period. In the same way, by the time David and Solomon come along, all of these uh, city-states and nations will be vassal states to Israel for a short period of time. But other than that, none of this land was ever conquered and was certainly not ever inhabited by the Israelites. And even to this day, they do not inhabit any of the lands of Lebanon or anything else for that matter. I mean, parts of almost the entirety of the nation of Jordan according to the biblical promise, belongs to Israel, parts of Saudi Arabia, parts of modern-day Egypt, parts of Iraq, and possibly even Iran 
belong to, or not Iran, excuse me, but, but uh, Iraq and, and parts of possibly Turkey and much of Syria belongs to the Israelites according to the, the promise of God from centuries and millennia ago. And so it's very interesting because to me, it's very interesting because we see that the, the, it was this constant struggle. We know from the beginning of the book of Judges that the Lord partly did that on purpose to make sure that the Israelites never lost their ability to fight. He didn't give them the land all at once, but we also know that it was this ebb and flow and this constant dynamic thing all the way until David conquers it all. They still don't inhabit all of it. And then they quickly lose it. And to this day, it's almost as if this promise, this promised land has never fully been fulfilled. As if there there is still a future fulfillment to this. And if you're a student of history, geography, uh, geopolitics, you know that that's kind of a scary thing. That's kind of a scary thing to think about the fact that what what would it look like if Israel just decides, hey, we're just going to go ahead right now in 2023. We're just going to go ahead and take all of the land that was promised to us. That's kind of, you know, World War Three starting kind of talk right there, especially given just how important all of these Middle Eastern lands are now that we know that they have lots of oil. And Israel has no oil to speak of that we know of at the moment. And so this is a really, when you look at this map, when you look at this map right here, this, this region and what could even be further south that is kind of a scary thing to think about them potentially taking all of that land right now. But again, it's as if other than David and Solomon's time, they've never conquered all of that land just for a very short period of time, maybe less than a hundred years, Israel ever owned all of the territory that was promised to them. So it's as if it was a promise shortly fulfilled, but will be fulfilled in its entirety at a later date from right now. And so when we read that, when we look at these things, it's like, holy cow, what would that look like if they decided to do that now? Who knows? Who knows? Geopolitics change quickly. And so we know that the Lord's promised it to them. We know that when Jesus comes, it will belong to Israel and all of his people will reside there as the book of Revelation tells us. But for now, we'll pause there and we'll jump back into this tomorrow for the 10-week Bible study. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.